Welcome to EFM.Live Podcast. You're listening to the CyberJaya Startup Summit Podcast Series, the second edition, Build Stuff That Matters. The inaugural CyberJaya Startup Summit is a two-day event consisting of talks, workshop, and interactive panel sessions where you can learn new insights, recruit talents, raise funding, network with fellow entrepreneurs and industry experts, and much more. In this episode, we have Zulera Abubakar, CEO of Magic, delivering a keynote speech titled Designing an Entrepreneurial Nation. Good morning. Hi, everyone. I think I'm a little over-prepared with my keynote speech. Uh, yeah, it appears that, you know, it's such a chilled-out crowd. See, the thing is, because I always end up having to speak at either... You know, it, it is, it's at extremes. It's either very formal or it's totally chilled. So right now, I'm here in a totally chilled crowd. But uh, I have a script, so I'm going to try and stick to the script a little because I have some things that I'm going to say. But yeah, so thank you, Cyberjaya Startup Summit, for having me speak today. I was told that last year was uh, quite, a, quite a successful event. Uh, huge turnout, as always. Um, it's a huge turnout today as well. So thank you for having me speak. You know, it's, it's always encouraging to always see uh, a hall full of startup founders, um, investors, uh, great people with great ideas. The energy is always different. And, you know, you can, you can almost immediately feel it today. So, it, thank you for being here. And uh, again, thank you for having me. So, Inba mentioned a little around what we do at Magic for the startup ecosystem. I always tell people, at Magic, we're more so a connector, right? We, you, you have a lot of things going on on the ground. You've got a lot of events. You've got a lot of um, influencers, a lot of startup communities that are on the, ground in the event, on the ground. What we do is we really connect all these dots. We piece the pieces together. And I tell people that's what we do, right? That's what we do because we are connectors. We are connecting the ecosystem to build something greater, something bigger. We find, um, we look for gaps where we need to fill in order to grow the ecosystem. We look, we look for opportunities to build the capacity. I'm not there yet, by the way. <laughs> we, look for, we look for gaps to build capacity of startups. We look for gaps to build capacity of entrepreneurs. That's really what we do. And uh, in that process, we work with a lot of ecosystem players, yeah? Um, and we will continue to do that. But in order to do that, we need support from everyone. We need support from all the agencies. We need support from each and every one of you. Um, so I guess part of my presentation is also to draw your attention to where we are today in terms of the Global Innovation Index. We talk about creativity, we talk about innovation, and we talk about entrepreneurship. Before we go into that, maybe just, just to let you know, just to tell you a little bit about what we envision entrepreneurship. We're an agency, we look at growing entrepreneurship, but, in the, but it is entrepreneurship that culminates innovation and creativity. Right? Entrepreneurship that solves problems. Entrepreneurships that use technology as a tool to make things better, to improve lives. That's essentially what you're doing. I heard some of you introduce yourselves and you know, tell, tell the crowd what you guys do. But that's entrepreneurship all about, right? That has to be an element of solving a real problem, trying to identify what the problem is and using technology to solve it. It's evident that we have 
many people that think that way. Many innovators, many inventors, many entrepreneurs amongst you. But let's take a look at this, at this chart, right? So if you look at this, this one was picked out from the Global Innovation Index 2018. Yeah? In 2018, we were ranked 35 and Singapore was ranked 5. I'm, I'm not even going to go to the other, you know, Southeast Asian um, company, uh, countries. I, I will just stick with Malaysia and Singapore simply because Singapore is literally one bridge away from us, right? We're actually not too different from Singapore. But how is it that we're ranked 35 and Singapore is ranked 5, right? But the thing is this, right? This is 2018. I was told that in 2019, I don't know if there are any Singaporean startups here, but they actually slipped three notches down. They're now number eight, right? So I, I think we can catch up. We can catch up. <laughs> we should be able to catch up, yeah? 35 to eight, well, a bit, a bit of a gap, but we should be able to catch up. But the question is, what is it that they're doing differently and better that we're not? We have all the right ingredients. We have the right startup ecosystem. We have the right founders. We have the right thinking. We have the right people within the ecosystem that can help grow this, this country, this ecosystem. But what is it that we're not doing well enough? Right? I guess those are the questions that we should be asking ourselves. This is, this is probably one that, you know, many of you have stumbled across and you've always asked these questions, right? And many would argue that... Uh, the Singapore government is actually doing a lot more for the startup ecosystem. There's, there's a lot more support. The government is stable. Um, there's a lot more funding. There's a lot more incentives for businesses to start up. But you can also argue that Malaysia has done a lot, especially in the last five years, right? Magic, for example, is, is actually a great example of government's push in terms of building and growing a startup ecosystem. So what's lacking? I guess, you, you see, I, I keep asking ourselves the same question as well. What is it that we're not doing better? Right? And my, my thought is, I think we're not talking to each other. I think the various parts of this ecosystem, we're not connected as much as we think we are. We're actually not. We tend, we tend to operate in individual silos that we don't talk to each other. Right? So the startups, so the entrepreneurs don't actually come up and tell us what they need. Or they, well, they tell us what they need, but it's not probably what they actually need. Right? That's the difference. Um, the investor community, we keep saying that we, we don't have sufficient deal flow in this country. We don't have good deal flows. Right? But we're not probably looking in the right place. There's always a misconnect. There's always a disconnect. There's always a mismatch. So I suppose that's where I keep telling people, that's where our role is as a government agency, as an extension of the government. We should be trying our best to piece these pieces together, connect the dots in order to grow a thriving ecosystem. Well, this is just Southeast Asia. Let's not, let's not go to the European countries or the American countries. Yes, Dash, you have... Yes, please. <laughs> please, please, please. No, I wanted to make this session as interactive as possible. Like I said, I over-prepared. I had a keynote speech. Uh, so yeah, I don't think that's suited for this session. No, I think, I think it's great you're making it interactive instead of just the, the sage on the stage model. And thanks for inviting me. Yes, I think um, as a person who has been involved in the entrepreneurship ecosystem for, I think, two decades now. Uh, I just, from year 2000, we started off with team and all that. 
And I've looked at the ecosystem, been working in the ecosystem um, for in a lot of areas. And today, uh, you know, in the last five years, like you rightly said, the government has done a lot of stuff and magic has done, contributed a lot. Now, if you say what is missing, I think that after having traveled around the world, one of the few things that are very concerning for me in, uh, as far as our ecosystem is concerned, very quickly, is that I think, number one, there are a lot of agencies and a lot of programs that are concentrating on post-startup stage. Uh, once someone has an idea, once someone has uh, building an idea, whatever, they are doing those kind of stage. But there is a huge uh, gap in the pre-startup stage where even ideation, our ideas are not strong enough. You know, whether you go to the schools or whether you go to universities or whatever, where do ideas come from? Our entrepreneurs don't read. They don't, they're not curious enough. That, that whole part, you need to have a thousand ideas of great ideas for hundred ideas to become number one. Number two is that um, I think we should stop owning ecosystem players, should stop owning, this is my startup. I helped him grow from idea to uh, IPO. I don't think it works that way. There should be some people working on ideation. Some people should be working on startup stage. Some people working on scale up. We all play in the game together. We all should be taking credit together. That means, like you say, we don't talk. There has to be a lot more trust in the ecosystem. And the moment people don't stop saying, oh, this is my entrepreneur, that's my entrepreneur, and they're not competing, but these are our entrepreneurs, I think then we will be come together in a very fast way. I think we should stop blaming the government. I think yeah. it's time that the government steps back and let the entrepreneur ecosystem uh, build. You know? So to me, it's the ideation and the trust building that's important. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, Dash. I, that's, that's again another point that I'd like to touch because, you know, a lot of people, um, or a lot of the startups or the entrepreneur community looks at the government as be it all, right? They want the government to be able to offer all sorts of assistance, funding, assistance, training, everything. So they look to the government to do everything. Again, I'm saying that the government has got non, not all the answers, right? The businesses, the, it has to start from the businesses. The government only facilitates. We can provide the right platform. We can provide the right regulation to, pro, to, to promote fair practices, to promote fair trade, to promote a good business environment. But beyond that, it is really the responsibility of the startups, of the entrepreneurs and of the businesses to grow their own businesses. Again, any country for that matter, an entrepreneurial nation, the bedrock of it really is businesses, right? Uh, a thriving economy thrives on good businesses. So you, businesses, the big PPP, right? Public-private partnership. The private bit has to be bigger than public. Only then you will have a thriving economy. But then again, you can't always tip the balance. Lah. You can't have a country that is, everybody is self-employed, everybody is an entrepreneur, and you don't have anyone else working for you. So you always need that balance. But the point I'm trying to make is, I don't think we have enough innovators. I don't think we have enough entrepreneurs thinking globally, building glo global businesses, right? We've got a lot of bright ideas, However, um, it gets stuck. We are trying to identify why these bright ideas get stuck. 
why these bright ideas don't grow? What's happening? Is it team dynamics? Is it founder challenges? What is it? So our role is really to understand what your needs are and give you the tools that is necessary. But we can't take you to the water to drink the water. Lah, right? We can only give you what is necessary. And, and it, entirely, it's in, it's in your hands. Yeah. So, you know, while I was uh, trying to prepare for this, for this note, so we thought about who are the big names in Malaysia? Who are the big global startups? Right? We've got a lot of things happening in Malaysia. But... Do we have the big names? These are the big names that we continue to say. These are the big names we continue to quote. Facebook, Airbnb, Dropbox, Uber, Twitter. Right, Uber is okay lah. You know, Grab is, has, has taken over in Southeast Asia. So it's make, take, uh, made a name for itself. But these are the names we keep quoting when we talk about great startups, great founders, great billion dollar companies. I guess the question I'd like to ask everyone is, when is the next time that we'll start talking about Malaysian names? And, and, and I don't mean Grab. Huh? Grab has made it, right? They're, well, they're not even Malaysian anymore, right? So uh, we, need, we need to start making names in Malaysia, making big names in Malaysia. Leaving Grab aside, you have these other startups that you guys all know. Some of you even use their services. These are big names. Unfortunately, they're not big global names yet. How do we get there? How do we get there? So I guess in, to, to, to echo what Dash said, yes, I do agree that we have, we have a bit of problem in, in the ideation stage. We don't have great big ideas that is capable of scaling, right? We do. But we do have founders that have reached this stage, Right? But what are we doing? What can they do to bring them up to the global stage? Again, that, that's the other question that we need to ask ourselves. Right? And what else can we do? Atasha spoke about trying to get in Singaporean VCs into Malaysia. Right? And trying to, trying to, trying to create uh, an ecosystem in Singapore in order to fund Malaysian companies. I guess that's very important. Right? Without funding, companies die. But again, the question is this, right? We all need to start talking. The VC ecosystem, the startup ecosystem, the ideation stage, the accelerators, we all need to start talking. If there's one thing that I think is my biggest job here in Magic, is how do I connect all these dots? Make it one big circle that will be something big. Yeah? So again, going back to government's initiatives, right now we're under the Ministry of Entrepreneur Development. We now have a Ministry of Entrepreneur Development that says a lot about the government's direction in bringing this country towards becoming an entrepreneurial nation. We didn't have an Entrepreneur Development Ministry before, but now we do, right? It only means that we have a concerted effort towards driving entrepreneurship from grassroots till growing and scaling businesses, right? Uh, so most recently launched is the Dasaka Usawana Negara, which is the National Entrepreneurship Policy. Um, what does this mean? This really means that we want to build global companies, resilient global companies by 2030. That's what, 11 years from now. I think it's achievable. We've done, we've grown leaps and bounds in the last five years. I think, I think this ecosystem, the Malaysian ecosystem has seen the biggest change in the last five years. And I think in the next 10 years, yes, Dash. So, if you look at all these uh, iconic yeah. names in Malaysia, uh, we know we congratulate the entrepreneurs yeah. who came across. 
but a lot of them have emulated what has happened in Silicon Valley. You know, like Grab, uh, whether you take Grab, Fave, or all these are problems identified in Silicon Valley, they have emulated and localized them. I think the big opportunity comes when our entrepreneurs think about what would work in emerging markets, because emerging markets are very, very big. There's a huge environmental issue. There's a food sustainability issue, transport, traffic, old people, living alone, all these issues, they should localize them. And um, then they can scale to other emerging markets. You know? So that's, I think that's where the next uh, uh, unicorn would come from. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree, which brings me to my next point as well. What are we doing to inculcate that thinking? Because I guess sometimes we tell ourselves it starts early. It starts from the children. They need to start thinking creatively. But as adults, are we doing enough? Are we thinking enough? Are we thinking enough about the problems or do we even have the cap capability and capacity to identify the right kind of problems, right? I guess that's where I feel that we are still lacking. And as Dash rightly put it, the kind of solutions that we have seen in the past, even as in my past life as a VC, we see a lot of E2 type solutions. There's just too many of it, right? Ride hailing, you will have five other fellas trying to do ride hailing as well. Selling stuff online, five other fellas are going to sell stuff online. But where are we with terms of bringing and creating real solutions that addresses real problem, right? Food security, absolutely. It's one key thing, right? Healthcare, accessibility to healthcare is another key thing, right? Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, it's really about having the right mindset to identify problems around us. I mean, it's just putting on this thinking cap and look around us and thinking about what's not working and how can I fix it? It's really about that. Um, and the next slide, right? Obviously these are, we don't have all the answers, right? Answering needs, yes, but we don't have all the answers, which is why I'm saying that we, all of us, we need to work together. We need to work together in terms of identifying what are the gaps. So as government or, or an extension of the government, our job is to help facilitate the filling of the gap. But I can't completely fill the gap for you or we can't completely fill the gap for you. Yeah? We want to be able to develop startups or solutions that are aligned with the sustainable development goals. What does this mean? Basically, we want companies, we want solutions that actually meets social demands, social problems, fixes real social issues. Yeah? And I keep saying this as well. I'm no technology expert, but what I can say is technology is an enabler. It's a tool, right? It's a tool to making things happen. But how, it's get, how it gets done or how it happens, all happens in our heads. Yeah? So it's, these are all tools. Big data, augmented reality, robots, internet of things. These are all tools that will solve bigger problems. Well, this is basically some of the programs that we've done in the past. We will continue to keep some and probably consolidate some. But... Again, to address issues of uh, having the right mindset, that's essentially what we do, right? We try and start them early, try and inculcate the right thinking, the right mindset in order to be entrepreneurs. You can't have a nation that are filled with entrepreneurs, but you can have a nation that is filled with people that are entrepreneurially minded. Think entrepreneurially, right? So you could be a service provider, you could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, but you have the right entrepreneurial thinking. That's what we're trying to inculcate. 
right? It starts from young, yes, but we also cater to people across the stage, to the, the entire life cycle, right? To, to adults, to older people, to startups, to people who want to learn about technology, we cater to everything. But at the same time, we also have specific uh, programs to help entrepreneurs grow, to help, to help entrepreneurs scale. Okay, that's, that's pretty much the end of my presentation today. But if you have any questions or if you have any views, please share. Right. First and foremost, hi, I'm Jason. Okay. Um, thank you so much for that. I just want to do a little bit of sharing as a startup entrepreneur myself. Okay. I totally agree with you. Actually, the entrepreneur is totally responsible for our own ideas. Okay. I, I don't expect anything from anyone, okay, uh, to make my business work, actually. Okay, it's entirely my ownership. However, I just want to uh, address, I hope that you can help me address a fear. I've been running my startup now for about a year, right? And I know that magic exists and MDEC exists. But I've been reflecting on myself and say, why I never go and approach magic? It's because I somehow have this perception that no lah, they, they, entrepreneur is about change, you know, and people don't like change. So if the change is big enough, okay, they are not going to buy it. So say, for example, right, my, my project is about a cryptocurrency. <laughs> and um, currently right now, the, the, the narrative is that cryptocurrency is a bad word. Blockchain is good. Cryptocurrency is bad. But if you look at the, the, the large picture, what's happening outside of Malaysia, you talk about what are the really the, the big game changers. You talk about Uber and Grab and all that. What about Ethereum? What about Cardano? What about Eternity? What about all these names, okay, which are happening elsewhere and they are looking, they are looking to actually, uh, you know, lower down their operation costs and Malaysia become, can potentially become a place of innovation for these kind of things. So, I agree with you, okay, we need to have that kind of conversation. Uh, I wear a second hat. I'm the managing partner for Bitcoin Malaysia as well. And we're doing a roadshow soon to educate the people about how to identify scams and etc. in the cryptocurrency space. But what would be your advice to me as an entrepreneur in cryptocurrency and you know, to, to, to actually move in, to correct my perception now that actually, um, yeah, we're not actually serious. That's my perception. Sorry, I didn't get your question. You you want to correct whose perception? My your perception, perception? My or perception. The market's perception. I currently have a perception that okay, um, that really they don't want a lot of change. I mean, like entrepreneurs, there are many type of entrepreneurs. You can encourage people to basically start a business and etc. But when you talk about really, really introducing real change, okay, there will always come a ceiling where they say that oh, this is too disruptive, cannot. You get what I mean? So that's what's preventing me from actually approaching to magic and MDAC because the moment if I say that I'm doing a cryptocurrency, they say that, ah, no lah, thank you. You get what I mean? What would be your advice to me? Okay, so the thing, the thing about, people fear the unknown, right? Yes. So, so it's really about, whether it's a perception about your business, first and foremost, I think it's about alleviating fears and providing the right kind of awareness to the market that you're addressing. Even if it means that you're approaching government agencies, I suppose the onus is also on you to provide that clarity as to the risk associated to the, kind, to the businesses 
that you operate in, the technology that you employ. Um, change is about trying to manage everyone's expectations as well. The speed of change is also that, right? Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm saying that we may not have all the answers or we may not, as, as, an, as a government agency, sometimes we don't have answers to all the emerging technology. We don't know how all the technologies operate. So it's also, we look to the entrepreneurs because it's the entrepreneurs that do experiment. It's the entrepreneurs that embark on trial and error, right? It's the entrepreneurs that are constantly exposed to the risk of operating, of doing this business. So we actually look to you to give us this kind of feedback. So I, I guess it's a, it's, it's a question of providing the right kind of um, feedback to give us that comfort level. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I won't take up too much of uh, your time. I'll pass on to the organizer, Inba. Thank you so much for having me speak. Thanks. Thank you so much. We have reached the end of this episode of Cyberjaya Startup Summit. Be sure to check out more exciting podcast series only at EFM.live. <laughs>